Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is the absolutely fantastic Dwaylon Davis. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and joining us today is our very special uh, guest. His name is Tim Hall, also known as Tiny Tim, also known as, and I had to go look up the name. I actually had to ask somebody for the other name, Tim. Uh, the Fitness Machine, Tim Lucharelli. Lucharelli. Yeah. Lucharelli. Yes, that was my mom's maiden name, so okay. I decided to use that for a time after uh, uh, a little bit of a gimmick change after Tiny Tim kind of played out there. I wanted to, I, I kind of went and turned heel and uh, adopted a last name. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, Luke Rally sounds a lot better than Tim Hall, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way, I mean, I've seen you wrestle a few times here actually in Mount Orb, and I've always enjoyed watching your matches. And so it is an absolute pleasure for you to come on here for us. Thank you so much. Oh, Absolutely. no problem. Uh, so, Tim, um, our fans, our listeners have actually heard us talk about you. But now we get, we actually get, they, now they get to hear you. So we're going to ask you, you know, a few questions. Just tell us about yourself. You know, so how long have you actually been in the wrestling business? All right. Well, I actually got my start uh, in 1996, way back when I was 18 years old. Um, I happened to go to an early NWF show at Peel's Palace, which is Nurlager, Kentucky, which is uh, no longer around. I bought a ticket, went. I heard they had a wrestling school there, and uh, I had no idea there was such a thing as a wrestling school. So um, a couple of days later, I went and checked out a session and I immediately signed up and, uh, um, I've been at it ever since, I guess you should say, but yeah, it was started in 1996. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, so uh, you're definitely a veteran of the business then, uh, no doubt. Uh, so what actually inspired you to want to become a wrestler? Like who were your, some of your favorite wrestlers? Do you remember, you know, so who, who were some of the first ones that you watched maybe on TV, people like that? All right, well, I've watched all kinds of wrestling growing up, uh, but my favorite promotion uh, was always world-class championship wrestling out of Texas because they played it on ESPN after school like five days a week. So I got to, I actually grew up watching Avon Eriks and uh, uh, Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams and all those guys. Um, but I watched a lot of NWA too. Um, I, I loved uh, Dusty Rhodes back in the day. I loved Jimmy Valiant, who I got to wrestle later on. Um, I loved watching Smart Horseman. Um, uh, I liked the WWF too, but uh, I always preferred more of the NWA style and more of the uh, world class style. That's how I was when I was when I was a kid growing up. Like I watched all of them, but like because my grandmother got me into it, so. And she always liked the NWA and she liked world class. So that's what I got into. I always liked those better. And when I stayed with my aunt in the summer times, uh, she lived uh, near Louisville. So I got to watch uh, a lot of Memphis wrestling when I stayed with her in the summer. And I really enjoyed that too. Oh, well, yeah, because the Memphis stuff, that's what came through Hopkinsville, wasn't it, Dwaylon? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that came through Hoptown. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah, so when you start talking about world class, yeah, you're definitely talking old school. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Roger Ruffin was your trainer. Absolutely, yes, he was my trainer. Oh man, training me from day one. Oh wow, so I know you got some good training then because I've seen a lot of the product that Roger puts out, and I mean it's always good. 
Well, uh, not only is it always great, but I was one of his first train, uh, uh, few trainees. At that time, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of students. I mean, you had, uh, at the time, Rob Bob Williams and Angel, myself. We were like the, uh, almost like the first original three that he trained from scratch. So, um, not only was there not a lot of students at the time, but, you know, I got a lot of ring time too so you know getting in a lot of the ring time and uh you know i was a slow learner i was i did not pick up on it fast at all and roger will tell you that i was like one of the worst students i couldn't do anything and all of a sudden i would say maybe even a year down the road it just like clicked and one day oh yes this is how you do this oh yeah this is how you do that and i started getting better and better i all the roger and his patience he is very patient with all his students. And, you know, you're not the first person to tell us that, because uh, I mean, that that's always, I think that's always a sign of a good leader and a good mm-hmm. trainer for somebody to be patient. And yes. for the life of me, I cannot, re- actually, you know what? I think it was one of his newest Riley Matthews. I think she told me that, that he's very patient and with her, because she's only 18. So 18 year olds, you know, you have to be patient with them because they're, well, they're 18. <laughs> right. And I was 18 at the time too, when I first started. Right. So, um, you know, you know, you think you, you go in there and you think you know everything. Oh, you're going to pick this up real easy. And then you finally get in there and then, oh, man, I don't know anything at all. Um, but luckily, you know, he was very patient with me. Um, but I put the work in, too. I mean, I worked my butt off to uh, um, to improve. But, I mean, I'm so thankful um, because everybody learns at their own pace. Some people I've seen, some students, um Chad Allegra, for example, uh, Carl Anderson, he picked it up like it was like it was nothing. And then you got some guys like myself who take a long time to actually grasp what's going on. So everybody learns at their own rate. And he's very, very, and Roger is very, very good at um, uh, being patient and, and helping guys along. That's why he's one of the best trainers out anywhere in the wrestling world today. It's awesome that you kept that you kept at it, though, that you didn't get discouraged and just gave and you know and and gave up because i'm sure there's been a lot of people that when they didn't weren't getting it that they just kind of gave up on it and it's awesome that you kept at it to kept trying to improve yeah i mean you know i love the wrestling business i mean i like every aspect of it and you know i didn't want to quit because uh, i i don't quit anything you know uh, i will get there i will you know, I, I'll work as hard as I can. And I just had to be persistent. And luckily, I had a good support group around me. I had, you know, uh, somebody like an angel to help me along. Somebody like Rob Williams helped me along. Somebody like the Monster Abyss, he was around at the time. Um, okay. Rock and Chris Harris, all those guys, great guys. They all helped me um, along. Uh, you know, the whole group at that time, the whole early NWF roster, they were were they welcomed me in like I was family and that's the best way to describe it. And, and, you know, and you just want to work as hard as you can for those guys. And you don't want to let anybody down much less yourself, but you don't want to let those guys down who invest time in you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, this is well I'm learning now too, because I mean, I knew the NWF had been established in 95. So yeah, you really were like one of the very first ones, uh, Tim. Yep. Um, wow. And here's some of these names, like you said, Abyss, 
because uh, you know abyss he's going in he's going to be one of your fellow nwf hall of fame members here soon very long overdue and i feel kind of bad because like i think he should have been inducted way before i ever should have been inducted to be quite honest with you maybe it's just a timing thing i don't know but he definitely and another guy i don't know i don't think he's in but angel's another guy who deserves to be into much much deserved i mean uh, monster base what kind he he has time for everybody and if you ask him a question about anything he will do his best to answer and help you improve and uh, i've got nothing but great things to say about him yeah because that's one of the things i should have actually added that and I, I actually apologize because when i introduced you i should have said northern wrestling federation hall of fame member <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean that's a that's a huge accomplishment. Anytime you say the words Hall of Fame, yeah, I mean, that that right there says, oh, okay, this this person is the cream of the crop. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel very honored to be inducted, and you know, I was kind of surprised that I was, you know, considered. You know, there's so many guys that have come through the NWF who I consider Hall of Fame worthy even before myself. So. Um, but I'll take it. It's a great honor, and uh, uh, I'll treat it as such. Uh, so, how did that feel when they let you know that you were going in? Um, it, like I said, I felt kind of weird about it because I felt like there was other people more deserving than me. But you know, I felt honored, and um, you know, considering, like I told you before, how I started, and I was terrible when I first started training and uh, and to be inducted in the Hall of Fame was uh, like a blessing uh, considering I, you know, when I started training and all that, I started from the very bottom. I actually, uh, I would say for about six months, I started uh, selling merchandise for all the wrestlers at the merchandise table. Then I moved up to being a referee and I was a referee for about uh, about two years, and then I finally was able to make my in-ring debut, and uh, to go from the very, very bottom all the way to the Hall of Fame, I is an awesome accomplishment. Yeah, because, uh, and I know Roger, uh, just knowing his background, you know, he's also been, obviously, he's been a referee, because he was a referee in the, the WWF, and then he was also, of course, he was a wrestler. Now, uh, he's done everything there is. And so, I mean, I think that also makes a good trainer because he's been there. So he knows exactly, you know, so he can tell you, hey, you know, if you start as a referee, you know, that, that's another way of learning the game. Yeah. And, and you know what? My, my, uh, my wrestling improved greatly just by um, being a referee because I learned timing. Uh, I learned when to do things, when not to do things. Um, uh and you learn the business, and I got to uh, be in the ring and referee some of the uh, the best wrestler uh, wrestlers ever. Um, uh, my gosh, I those are the the names are callous, you know. Um, people I've been in the ring with, I was the referee. So, but I went from here way up to here just by I improved my ring work just by learning how to referee, and that's another aspect of the business that. Um, you know, if you're going to wrestling, you should try to learn how to do everything because you never ever know when you go to a show, you never ever know what they might need. One time I went to a show and the referee uh, no showed or anything, and they didn't have anybody who knew about the referee, but I did. So I was able to get on the show and was able to work the show and 
I got more bookings out, out of it that way. So, you know, if there's a lesson to be learned to all you inspiring wrestlers out there, try to learn all aspects of the business. It does nothing but help you in the long run. That is true. Oh, yeah. The more, the more you know, the better you can be. And so along with the Hall of Fame for the NWF, uh, what are some of the championships and titles that you've won? Well, it's so funny because, you know, uh, this Saturday in um, Mount Warwick, I'm wrestling uh, St. Clair Octavius Bentley for the Tri-State title. That's a championship I actually won back in 1998. Okay. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 1998 when I actually 1998. Yeah, I think it's 1988. I don't know my memories, but anyway, it's a it's a title I've held three times. Okay. So I held it 1998, and um, I won it twice in 2003. So it's been that many years since I became tri-state champion. And this Saturday night, hopefully, I can make it for a record-breaking fourth time. But uh, yeah, yeah. So the tri-state championship was my first championship. Um, as far as NWF goes, I've been a tag team champion with three different partners, with Tony Bryant, Stan Lickage, and Stewie Backlund. Um, I was the NWF lightweight champion. Uh, I don't think that, that title is no longer in existence. And I was also the Bone Crushers champion, too, uh, which the lightweight championship and the Bone Crushers championship merged to become what's known as the unified title today. Okay. Uh, gosh. It, the M Mountain Wrestling Association Lightweight Championship, uh, Hoosier Pro Wrestling Lightweight Championship, uh, many times. Um, I was mostly somebody's cruiserweight or lightweight champion. Uh, yeah, tag team champion here and there with other people. But yeah, that was that was the extent of it. And I was also privileged to see you win a battle royal. You did. Yes, yeah. uh, that was. It was actually in Mount Orb um, a couple years ago before COVID hit, um, because I, I believe it. The pr grand prize was five thousand oh. dollars, and I believe it was a battle royal because I think the next time you came to Mount yeah. Orb, I think it was. Um, I, I wrestled a match for I think that money. I think I had to beat Rex. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I, I did win a. I, I did win a. I think I did win a battle royal in Fairfield. That might be one you're thinking of, like a couple years ago. Might have been a Legends battle royal or something like that for one of the okay. uh, Legends. Show. I think that might have been what you're thinking of. And you know, speaking of Rex, I mean, of course, now he's the NWF uh, heavyweight champion. I have a picture that I took of you in the ring with Rex and. You have your hands up like you're wanting to lock up with the test of strength. And Rex is about, I want to say he's at least a foot taller than you because Rex, at least. he's a big boy. Yeah, Dwayne, you've seen yeah. the victim. Rex, he is a big boy. And Tim, well, Tim, you're not tall. <laughs> no, five foot three if I'm lucky. <laughs> so, um, but that was that. I have to find that picture, Tim, and see if I can send it to you because it is so funny. Because you're looking like, yeah, come on, big boy, I got you, <laughs> you know. Um, and but at the same time, Dwayne, I don't know if you can see in Tim's arms when you raise your arm up a little bit, we can tell you still you you're still trained. You still work out quite a bit, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I can tell. 
Well, what's funny is, uh, you know, I had a couple of bodybuilding shows coming up from Austin training for after um, after the show about or um, a week later I got a contest and a week after that I got a contest. So, you know, I do the best I can is try to stay in shape. Okay, I didn't realize that you're also a bodybuilder, but I'm not surprised because I mean, yeah, well, I think... not a very good one, but <laughs> I am. Um, it's something that's more of like a bucket list thing I do sometimes. But okay. you know, after, you know, after I uh, stopped wrestling so much, I started competing in bodybuilding competitions. Kind of like, so you know, a little bit of a competitive outlet for me. Something to you know, you know, that I train something to, you know, to focus on, you know, focus on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't look like you have a lot of body fat. What do you think, Dwayne? No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward because you're you're in the main event with Sinclair. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm because I'm going to be there. I've been making it to quite a few of the NWS shows uh, lately, which I'm glad because I always enjoy them. Uh, especially the ones in Minor, because that means I don't have to drive as far. Yeah, and... me too. I live five minutes away. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I helped them get that. Uh, when the sports complex was uh, uh, about to open, or they were still working on it at the time, me and Roger actually met with the owners or the people who worked there. And actually, even before they opened up, you know, laid the foundation to get shows there you know you know sports complex they were looking at the time they were just looking for you know anything to uh get their name out increase revenue so you know we went right in there and had a meeting and you know we've drawn great crowds oh, yeah. every time we're there uh, not, and not just big crowds i mean the crowds are into it mm-hmm. yeah i love working there um i love uh wrestling there you know it doesn't hurt being five minutes away so yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's definitely a bonus for you as well. Um, you know, so, and I just said some, just I had a thought just totally just went out of my mind. Well, do you have any questions while I'm trying to remember my thought? Um, if you had to pick a favorite wrestler, who would your favorite wrestler be? You mean the rest, like who I've wrestled or like wrestled all time? Um, well, who's the favorite? Who's who's your favorite opponent? My favorite opponent. Oh man, gosh, Roger Ruffin, that's right, right up there because we. Oh my, my gosh, for twenty years we wrestled each other. He likes to joke about. Uh, oh yeah, we wrestled each other over a hundred times, so he's definitely right up there. One of my favorite opponents. Um, my gosh, there's so many like. It's hard to choose just one. Um, probably hands down, I've had probably my best matches probably with a guy named Sean Navarro's Hard Drive. Uh, okay. We wrestled a lot up and down the roads together. Uh, he'd probably be my favorite. Probably, probably my favorite wrestler. Uh, one of my favorites to uh, actually be in wrestling because he's a guy who can do it all. He can fly, he can wrestle, and uh, just that's it all, but them two would probably be my top two. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, what would you say your what is your wrestling style like? Or is it more high flying? Is it more technical? Well, kind of I, I like to I like to think um, it, it depends on what area you're talking about with me because back 
my earlier days, I just wanted to go, 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 and fly. And it all depends on how I wrestle. Like, if I'm wrestling a, a big guy, then, okay, I won't be doing a lot of selling. I know that much. If I wrestle right. about my size, I won't be doing a little, little bit more flying. Um, so I try to be uh, – I try to, you know, be kind of like a chameleon, being able to do everything. Um but I would like to think that I like more of the wrestling, the chain wrestling type of style, the English style of wrestling. Right. I kind of mix a little bit with Lucha Libre in there too. So I, I actually, back in my prime, as I used to say, I like to try to integrate a lot of different styles and mesh into one. Okay. Okay. Well, tell you what, the match that you and Sinclair are going to have because. Sinclair, I mean, he's a little bit, um, a little bit on the heavy side, but man, he can move. You know what? I've never oh, actually wrestled him before. And I've never actually, I've been trying to look on YouTube. He's got a couple of matches on YouTube. I've been trying to watch and kind of take some notes and see what he likes to do and see what he does and see what I can prepare myself for. Uh, but I'm really, I always like working with the younger guys because, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older now. I'm 43 years old. I'm no spring chicken. And all that. I try to be, but I'm not a spring chicken. But I always like working with the younger guys because I'm hoping I can pass on just a little bit of knowledge that was passed on along to me when I, I first broke into the business and all the great veterans I got to work with back in the day. And I hope I can pass it on down to them, whatever I can help them out with. Right. Oh, yeah. So, do you keep up with the current product as far as like WWE, AEW, um, things like that? I watch AEW, um, uh, the Dynamite show, almost every week. I don't really watch a whole lot of WWE because I can't sit and watch a three-hour wrestling show without falling asleep. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I just think three hours this is way too much and too much overkill, especially for a weekly show. Um, but uh, yeah, I keep up on. I got you know some people I know that I have to actually work with over at AEW right now, such as John Moxley. I've wrestled him a couple times. Um, Blade, uh, I've worked with him. Um, of course, Carl Anderson, you know, NWF champion. I've wrestled him a few times, so um, I'm no stranger to uh, some of those guys who are up there. But I try to keep up and try to watch them. Yeah, they're coming along. They're, you know, with them getting CM Punk and Brian Danielson, that just gives them more credibility. Well, right absolutely. That's what I was telling. Steve and I have talked about that. It's like they are doing such a good job of building their young talent and capitalizing on the veterans. And yes. they've got a good they got a mix of both, and they're using all they're using everybody very well. And not only that, I think Tony Khan as Booker, I think he's listening to some of the older guys like a Christian, um, you know, who's coming on like a like say someone like a Paul White or something like that. You know, um, he's listening to more of those guys like a Brian Danielson, Steve Plucky's, you know, asking them what they want to do. Yeah, uh, what, they, what their thoughts on things are, and uh, I think it helps the product. I think that's why you're seeing the product that you're seeing right now. Um, 
you know, I actually did the match with uh, Omega and Anderson was because they went for thirty minutes. Yeah, that that match was thirty amazing. minutes, and you don't see that anymore. I mean, a lot of times, like if I watch WWE, I can't barely sit through a five minute match with you know <laughs> those guys, and they had me locked in for that entire thirty minutes. And that's just, that's an art right there. And that's when. That's when it becomes an art. That's yeah. the wrestling I grew up in. I, that's that's the type of wrestling I fell in love with. And they did it. So, they did that match so well. The match was so good that the the time limit draw just added to the match. It didn't really take away from it. Yes, I mean, when's the last time you saw a time limit draw on TV? Right. They used to do it all the time. I know. I mean. I worked in Georgetown, Kentucky for a long time. It seems like the first match I always went to a time limit draw. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, you never see that on TV anymore. You never see hardly ever see count outs, and you never hardly ever see time limit draws. And it was like refreshing because it kept both people strong. And that's exactly what. And now, People will actually, I don't know when they're going to wrestle again. I'm going to assume it's going to be on a pay-per-view because now, guess what? You want to see it again? Now you've got to pay for it. Exactly. And people will be willing to pay for it because they're yep. like, if this match was that good and went to a time limit draw, what will they do on pay-per-view? Absolutely. Yeah, because if you notice the WWE, when anytime they're just saying, okay, the next match is so-and-so and so-and-so, they, ne- they don't even announce a time limit. No, 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 that's a thing in the past. Yeah. So, and I know Jim Ross has always been very uh, critical of that. He said, you need to have time limits. He said, because yes. that draw, like, like both of y'all just said, that draw can really add to the story. Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, it kept both people strong. Nobody had to win, nobody had to lose. And, and now, okay, well, what's going to happen next? Shoot. It might lead to an Iron Man match. You don't know. It might lead to an hour match, hour, hour time limit next time. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's storytelling. Exactly. Uh, and, Tim, there was even a match this past weekend in Covington. It was uh, the two women. It was Selena Dean and Ella. And, you know, their story, you know, they were together. Um, Ella was always accompanying Selena to the ring, whatever. Well, they, they just had their split. And they're going at it. I mean, they're pounding each other. And they both ended up outside the ring, and they're just pop, pop. But they weren't even trying to get back in the ring, double count out. But it actually made sense, and it to me, right. it added to the story. Right, because if you want to have a rematch, okay. So what are you going to do the next time? You got to have a reason, and you got to have a purpose, okay. Well, we got counting out this time. Well, you know, I still think I can beat you. How about we have this match again? This time, we're going to beat you in the middle of the ring. And, you know, it just adds to the story. It's yeah. the first yeah. time. You know, and I mean, they could always have a lumber, lumber Jill, I guess, match. They can always have, you know, um, a cage match to keep them from falling. I mean, yeah, they were just pounding. Nobody. Oh, yeah. There's so many things you could do out there. You can have, you know, a, a match where you're, you know, you got, you, you can keep your opponent from going outside during you attached to a rope or a chain or whatever. You know, just so many know. things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I thought it was great. And just knowing that story and, and everybody was just hooked or watching it. And even, of course, the bell rang, and they're still beating each other up. And I'm like, and that's what we paid to see. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And they'll, be, they'll also be one of the other matches, uh, not them one-on-one, but it's going to be a uh, three-on-three one. Uh, and they're going to be involved in that in Mount Orb. And, so okay. I'm, looking, and I'm looking forward to seeing that one. So, um, yeah, so 
uh, Waylon, do you have any more questions, man? Because you, you've got some good questions for the man. Uh, no, nothing I can think of right now. I'm sure that once we're done, I'll question It always seems to happen that way. <laughs> yeah, so Dwayne, just send them to me, and I'll, I'll ask him either uh, at the, the event on Saturday or ask him at church on Sunday. Okay. Well, yeah, I will be there Sunday because I actually you know, I actually have to get up early in the morning at the Barreto show and go to work. I actually have to work on Sunday. Sunday oh, so. Okay. Yeah, so I get it. Four in the morning and go to work on Sunday. So, yeah. It won't be a late night for me on Saturday. Thank goodness I only live five minutes away. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, and I know the events, they usually, they're not, they don't keep the kids out real late because. No. And, and you know what? I've been on hundreds of thousands of independent shows in my 20 plus years in wrestling. And that's the one thing. One, one of the many things about the NWF show, you can always count on one, it's going to be family friendly. You can bring everybody. You can bring your sister, your uncle, your grandma. You can bring everybody. And number two, the show is not going to run three hours. The show is going to be two hours tops. Because you know, I've been on shows where they would start an hour late and I wouldn't be uh, getting on there until after midnight. And, you know, and that's one thing Roger has done. Very well over the, the very be, you know since the beginning of NWF, they keep the shows on track. Yep. You know, not a lot of independent shows do that. You know, he gives everybody time limits. Uh, he makes sure the shows are if it starts at seven thirty, it's going to start at seven thirty, come hell or high water. Um, and uh, you know, the show will end. You know, it's usually two hours. So it starts at seven thirty. It's going to end at nine thirty. So. Yeah, so you don't keep the kids out late. Don't keep grandma out late. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody will get their money's worth. Yeah, because I've been to uh, a few WWE house shows, and they were supposed to start at like seven. It'd be closer to seven thirty, seven forty-five before they started. Mm -hmm. Then it would be a three-hour house show, and then and the 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 closest to me was in Cape Girardeau, which was uh two hours from here so then we're getting out of there you know 10 30 10 45 and then got a two-hour drive home so that's awesome that they keep everything on track and start when they say they're going to start and all that well, like, like you said you know if you're a fan if the show starts at 7 30 okay 7 45 is not started yet eight o'clock is not started yet hey well guess what you're already Mentally, you're already drained. Nothing's yep. happened yep. yet. And yep. you're already like, oh, what's this going to start? And then finally, yep. you know, you lose the crowd that way. Yeah, it and, excitement and with you know, you know, if you try to run the show the next time, they're going to remember, oh, this dude started like 45 minutes late. I don't think I want to go there next time. Right. right. And, you know, I think the only exception I've ever seen with an NWF show was the Summer Sizzler back a few months ago but but that was a very special event right that's, a, that's been the only exception is when he has these uh once a year huge shows he'll put mm -hmm. he'll try to put everybody on the card which you know kudos to roger for doing that uh but he'll have about 10 matches on the card um, uh, that we did it's very difficult when you have 10 matches and all those people that 
to try to fit it in in a reasonable amount of time. But, you know, they still, even with 10 matches, um, still ended a pretty decent time. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, we were, I mean, my son and I went with um, our neighbor. You've met my son, you know, his, and you've met his best friend. I mean, they, every time they see, they're like, hey, Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, they, you know, we we all went down there uh, together, and of course, we were down there for the beginning. I guess, like, uh, if you want to call it like the fan fest before that, and the wrestlers, yeah, Joel. I mean, they, they were just they were walking around talking to everybody, and that's awesome. Um, I that's mean, it, so it was yeah, and it was great because that's actually where I met uh, I met Big Mama, and you know, for like oh, actually man. met her in, in person, talking to her. I mean, she's nice as can be, and she was talking about she had a cage match that night against uh, Nikki Victory, and. You know, she, we were talking about that and, um, you know, and then some of the other ones, I mean, they, and it, it's, it's a, to me, it's a chance to actually meet the wrestlers as the people behind the characters, yes. not just, right. you know, the wrestler. Yeah, and, like you said, these shows for years, you know, once a year, and he makes it a big deal. And it's great for, you know, the fans, you know, if they want to get, Maybe uh, their friends are one of the bad guys on the show. They're probably, you know, they finally get their chance to walk up and, you know, hang out with them. I don't know, play a game of uh, a duck tank game or whatever, whatever case may be, whatever he has going on at the time. But, uh, yeah, it's a, very, a great chance for the fans who pay their hard-earned money to actually get to, to get to hang out with the people they pay to see. Um, and, you know, not a lot of wrestling promotions do something like that or can do something like that that the nws can right i mean and it was it was great i mean they had games for the kids um yeah dwaylon you should have drove like six hours to come up here you would would have loved it uh so tim i know you don't really do the social media um but if somebody wanted to get a hold of you for any kind of bookings or just wanted to say hi or whatever how would they do it uh, probably through email, <laughs> timhall55 at yahoo.com. Um, yeah, because I don't run the Facebook, I don't do the Facebook thing, and I ain't got time for no Facebook, <laughs> um, or anything like that. I don't have Twitter or Instagram or none of that stuff. So, email is all I got. So, timhall55 at yahoo.com. That's where you can get a hold of me. Uh, well, whenever I post the link for uh, the interview here, whenever I post it on Facebook, I'll make sure to tag your wife though. You know, that way, you know, you'll actually have the link if you, if you want to listen to it. Okay. Um, now, now, granted, I will say this, and I'm pretty sure Dwayne feels the same way. I will listen back only so much, though, because I can only hear myself talk for so long. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny is, like, whenever I do promos, like, do interviews, I cringe watching them back. It's like, oh, gosh, my voice sounds that way. Oh, I can't believe I said that. And I, I'm even that way on my matches sometimes. Like, oh, gosh, why did I do that? Oh, I should have done that better. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm got some buyer that way. But, yeah, I don't like to hear myself talk at all. <laughs> you know, and, you know, obviously, I've never done a promo before. And Joel has never done a promo. But I'm thinking, I'm going to go up to the mic, and I'm going to try to sound like a Dusty Rose or an Arn Anderson and knowing my luck, I'll probably sound like Kamala. Go, I'm wrong. Yeah, it'd be my luck. I'd sound like Sid and want to have a redo. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, my hat's already off to you, Tim, for even you know having the guts to do a promo because I mean that's got to be kind of nerve wracking in and of itself. Well, it is, but you know what? That's a great thing about 
training at Bone Crushers if I could plug their school for a minute is oh, you know, like back in high school I couldn't get up in front of a class and sit there and talk about a book report but after wrestling uh, you know learning how to do the promo getting it you know as part of wrestling uh, a school curriculum is getting in front of people and just talk um, well I, you know well, I actually had to sit there inside the ring in front of hundreds of people and actually had to speak. And now it kind of becomes second nature to me. Uh, it, it's, it's so weird how that way is, you know, when you're forced to do, you know, do something, you can sit there and do it. But, uh, you know, or, you know, it's so funny how, like, I would never, back in high school, would never give it from a class, but I can give it from, you know, 100, 200, 300 people and sit there and tell Sinclair Octavius Bentley how it is. How his money's not going to save him from this Saturday night. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, is there any any more information, any kind of last words, messages you want to give to anybody? Obviously, Sinclair, because you're going to go get that title, and I'm going to be there to watch be it. ready. I tell you, he's got Dory, I don't know if that Alex Hayden's going to be with him or not. I assume he will be because he likes to follow him around everywhere he goes. You know, he's trying to follow the money, I guess. But uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell Sinclair, I'm going to tell our Satanist, the money will not save him. You know, when he walks out of my work, he might have his money, but, you know, the, the Tri-State title is coming to me for the fourth time, record-setting fourth time. So uh, you better be ready because, you know, I'm ready for him. I'm ready for whatever they got. Uh, Dwellin, have you had biceps like that ever? I don't think I have, even when I used to work out every day in the Air Force. Uh, I used to a long, long time ago, <laughs> but I haven't worked out in forever. So no, but man, you're, you're in great shape, man. Bravo. No, I try to be, <laughs> I try to be at my age, 43 years old. Cause you never know, you know, Roger calls me up. Hey, I need you for this wrestling show here. I need you for Fairfield or whatever it is, or some other promoter might want to give me a ring. Be like, "Hey, uh, can you make this show?" Or like, "Okay, well, yeah." So I try to keep myself, you know, ready. Um, right. I don't want to go out there looking like I don't. The worst thing for me, for me mentally, is to go out there. It's like, man, I remember that guy used to be in shape. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. I, be, I always told myself I would never wrestle in a t-shirt ever the day i would have to wrestle in a t-shirt i'm giving it up like, gotcha. like flair did on the very last episode of nitro nitro yeah, yeah. Both. yeah they wore a t-shirt yeah. um no no you know the day i have to wear a t-shirt i don't need to be in the ring <laughs> oh wow yeah because that that I, mean, I think that's a good mentality too because um because you're right i mean we see so many that are you know even younger than 43 and they've already kind of, kind of. I don't want to say let themselves go, but I mean they're not. You could tell they're not working out as much. But then you see somebody like Chris Jericho, who's 50, 51 years old, and he's still yeah. in tremendous shape. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. You know, people knock him for being. I think he's in pretty good shape for his age. I think he's like fifty years old. So I mean, yeah. how do I mean? 
a 50 year old soccer player looks like Mr. America out there or Mr. Olympia. So, yeah, for him to be in the shape he is, is, is great. You know, and that's the thing that I've always, you know, I've always worked out even before I even got into wrestling. And even more so when I got into wrestling, because to sound like they're not going to take somebody at five foot three seriously already. But if I'm five foot three or if I got a pot belly on me or if I'm, you know, 100 pounds of wet, they're not going to take me seriously. At least if I got a little bit of muscle on me, okay, well, they might be able to accept me somewhat as an athlete. So I always, you know, try to look different than everybody else. I just wish, you know, this day and age, you know, you've got to look like an athlete. And I stress to the younger guys all the time, you know, you got to put the time in, you got to make yourself look an athlete. It not only will help you get more bookings, because if everybody looks the same, you know, okay, I'm going to you know, book this guy for this show. He costs $10, but I'm going to book this guy. They look the same. He's part from 50 shows. I'm going to go with the 10 guy every time. You know, so I always strive to make myself look as legitimate as possible and as done nothing but help me get booking after booking my entire career well I'm, I'm pretty sure tim you've heard this saying before it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog right absolutely but uh you know being in shape i mean i would have never gotten the opportunities in the wrestling business i have if I wasn't in shape, if I was, you know, some slob sitting on the couch, you know, or, or some like 110 pound toothpick, I would have never got the opportunities in the rest of my businesses I've had in the past. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to watching you once again uh, Saturday. Uh, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen you, but it's been, I, I know it, it's been quite a few already. And I've always enjoyed the matches. Um, and especially, like I said, when I saw you challenging Rex to the test of strength, I'm going to find that picture and I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm actually planning on recording the match with you and Sinclair Octavius Bentley on Saturday. Um, I will I will post it to YouTube, but I've actually talked to Rogers and other people. Um, I'll have to make the link private so I you know, so I can send the link to people, but you can't find it by searching for it. Okay. Okay. You know, so that's that's the only reason I'm I'm allowed to. Um, and just out of respect for Roger, you know, um, you know, because I mean, it is his product. I'm not, you know, so I don't want to, you know, kind of step on his toes in it. You know, but I but I want to get that link of that because, I mean, of course, Wayland's not going to be able to be there, so I want him to be able to see it as well. Right. right. Yeah. Right. That. Yep. So. Uh, so any anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tim, any anything else you want to pass along to anybody before we go ahead and take off? Oh no, I, I want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure. You know, I don't uh, do a whole lot of these nowadays since I, you know, basically Mount Orb is the only place I ever wrestle at anymore. I've slowed way down. You know, I got uh, uh, three kids in school, and you know they're in sports and all that, and so you know they consume a lot of my time and work and being a husband and all that. You know. Um, I don't wrestle as much as I used to. Of course, I'm being up there in age. I probably don't need to be wrestling as much anymore. But uh, uh, I'm very blessed to have the career I have. You know, not going to no injuries. Uh, I'm still, you know, I see a lot of guys my age, they have bad backs or bad necks. And I've been very fortunate to uh, uh, be able to still do this after 20-plus years. Oh, wow. So, um, so Dwayland, do you have anything else left to say or – 
No, I just, I mean, I greatly appreciate you, you know, doing this for us. And, you know, I have nothing but respect for you and the career you've had. And I hope you win that title on Saturday. I hope so, too. I'm ready to give it my best. That's right. Yeah. And believe me, Tim, the, the pleasure is on our side of the uh, the camera here, you know, for my mind's well to have you on. I mean, because you and I have been talking about this for a few months and right. finally we're able to make it happen. I mean, and this has definitely been worth the wait. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Have you on any time. All right. And I will see you on Saturday, Tim. All right. All right. We'll see you then. All right. God bless. All right. All right. All right.